0: For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway, sitting across the desk with me, as always, is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. How are you? Very well, mate. Today... We'll get over to the newsroom. We'll have special guest Nathan Chapman on to talk about a Michigan satellite camp, which is coming to Melbourne. Very exciting news. And a little bit
2: of breaking news. A little bit
1: of breaking news as well. Pull back the curtain. We've already recorded that. (laughs) Uh, And then we're going to take a look at all the Australians, how they've gone, where they're sitting right now, the ones that are already on rosters, the ones that are in camp. Uh, We'll touch on each one and sort of give a bit of a prediction whether we think they're going to make it or not make it. James, it is our 45th episode We are almost a year old from when we started.
2: Wow. We're getting there. That's incredible. Does that mean we've made it? I don't think so. We're in the downstairs studio, so of course we've made it. Can I make a t shirt saying, I made it, (laughs) mum?
1: I actually hope you do. Yeah, feel free. Okay. Feel free. Anyway, newsroom.
0: It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast.
1: Negotiations between the New York Jets and quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick are fizzling. Owner Woody Johnson says both teams need to come together to resolve this. It's going to happen.
2: They're going to (laughs) suck. Seriously, I can't believe they're having this much trouble signing a quarterback that no one else wants. There Uh, is no one lining up for this guy.
1: Yeah, that's probably the part I don't understand either. Do you know why they're having so much trouble though?
2: Because he's rich. <laughs> he doesn't need it? He's well. The Bills paid him that ridiculous contract and he screwed them. He's come off... And he did the same thing when, when he played for the Bills. He had that one good season, got the massive contract. Does it sound familiar? He's had one good season.
1: Yeah, like um, Flynn style. Yeah.
2: Seriously, this is what he does. He... he has no interest from anyone else, yet he's extorting another team. Because, he's extorting the Jets because they don't have anyone else. They stuffed up on draft day by not taking a good quarterback because Mettenberger is not ready to go. And I know it's not Mettenberger. That's his name now. No, it's not. It is. It's so, not. Stop doing it. This pisses <laughs> it does, me off. it annoy you. And now I'm going to do it even more. Getting and, names and they, wrong is my thing. <laughs> Yeah, you get that one right. Robert Kandici. He's okay. Look, the bottom line is, if they don't get a deal done, they're going to suck. They don't want to start... Who? Who don't they want to start, Rich?
1: Christian Hackenberg.
2: (laughs) They don't want to start Hackenberg. Uh, They want to rest him for it. They want to sit him for a year, if possible. So, getting fits to a one-year contract is ideal. But he wants starting quarterback money, top elite quarterback money in... I don't know. At some point, someone's gonna something's gonna give. He's either gonna end up signing at a spite to someone else as a backup, or they'll they'll meet him where he wants to go. But I don't know. I, I don't know who Do you know is he, more in the wrong. Who <laughs> if it's him or the Jets? Yeah. Like who wants someone that badly? Say see you later.
1: I couldn't help myself. I went and looked up his career cash earnings, not contract it's earnings. It's a lot. Do you know what it is? No, but uh, it's a lot. Thirty nine million. Yep. in 2011, he earned 13 million dollars from Buffalo. Yeah, he got eight million the following year.
2: God, he's he does not need to play next season. If he doesn't play, it's not going to affect his life or his financial life in any way. I just think the Jets are mad. Let him walk. If he just doesn't, if he if he wants more, just just let him go. Say yeah, no worries. Go sign somewhere else. He'll either not play for anyone or he'll come to the party at some point. Someone's got to pull the trigger now and walk away. Um, and the Jets just, the Jets are going to suck. I don't think the Jets are going to be good at all. They've lost their running back. They've got no starting quarterback at this point. We'll see what happens.
1: In true off-season style Ram safety, TJ McDonald's arrested on suspicion of DUI while driving around in LA.
2: Nothing's been announced yet, but nothing. there's no good news in the off-season. And we're now... Now that the draft is is done and dusted, we're into the off season. Uh, hopefully, the suspicion isn't correct, but it, if it's being reported, it normally
1: is. I get a suspension coming his way. Melvin Gordon reportedly underwent microfracture knee surgery during the week.
2: Yeah, I, I hate these stories. After someone has a bad season, oh, I had to have surgery. right. right. everyone plays with injuries at, at that level. No one's you know healthy at all times. I don't think it's an excuse. And in saying that, naught he did state this isn't an excuse. It's just something I need to do. But it's as if the Chargers are trying to make it an excuse. He's got something to prove next season, being an early first-round pick. Um, We'll see what he's got. Hopefully this uh, microfactor surgery gets him where he needs to get. Tony Romo looking good after surgery
1: comeback. You want to comment on that one?
2: Oh, he'll be fine. There's no doubt about that. He's going to be absolutely fine. Um, just, they've just got to keep him upright. And they've got the best O-line in the league, so if anyone can do it, it's them. Um, do you love the Jared Haynes story?
1: No, that's why I skipped it.
2: <laughs> you, didn't want to, you didn't want to take that one? For We're going to talk down?
1: about him anyway later, so we'll talk right, about him then. So we have to. My, my, uh, the last one I want to touch on before we get out of the newsroom is my my favourite. Brandon Browner is going to play hybrid safety for the Seahawks. Now, this hybrid role will be committing pass interference on one side and defensive holding on the other side.
2: So what they're going to use him as, I'll go into a little bit more context as Richie, uh, or detail, I should say. They're going to use him as the third safety. So when they're in their base packages, they're going to have, obviously, all Thomas and Cam Chancellor. But what they like to do is to move Cam Chancellor down into a nickel linebacker role where he basically plays as the second linebacker in the nickel. Um, He'll then move in and play strong safety in those situations I certainly think it's better than having him playing cornerback because that's where he struggled last year. The Seahawks don't make many bad moves on defense, or they haven't over the past few seasons. So we'll see how it works out. I still think he has something to offer going back to Seattle. I thought it was a good signing for basically nothing. If he's not good, they can just cut him. But it'll be interesting to see how he takes on that new role. He'll basically be playing in that deep deep two-man shell. So we'll see how it works.
1: He's awful. Coming up <laughs> next, we have a quick chat with Pro Kick Australia's Nathan Chapman. And joining us now from Pro Kick Australia is Nathan Chapman. Chappy, how are you, mate?
0: Good. Going great.
1: Now, you put a lot of excitement into the uh, Gridiron community today when you announced that you were running a camp with Michigan Wolverine coaches. Mate, tell us about it. How'd it come about?
0: Uh, look, to be honest, I mean, it's something we've been you know sort of hoping that um, could have come about from a long time ago um but it's you know now with um the recruiting season on and all of the guys sort of um out and about on the road we sort of put it to them to say hey listen we've got more than punters and kickers out here and because we've got a connection to you know the coaches at Michigan through Blake O'Neill it's just a matter of you know we've we've got athletes we just knew that we had to get them seen so um you know we put a proposal to them They, they ran it through the NCAA and said yep this is this is something that can be done.
2: And is this something you want to expand pro kick with? Do you want to start putting it out to uh, skill positions, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, all that kind of stuff?
0: Hey, do you know what? It's, it's a really weird one. That's not our specialty. We're not going to say that we're um, elite coaches in that position. We, we want to make sure that we stick to what we're good at from, from our point of view. But that's not to say that if we aren't, in a position to bring out coaches to look at the talent that we shouldn't try and make that happen so that kids and young men within Australia get the opportunity. So, you know, there, there's, there's options that can you know, can be done and if it gets more guys interested in the game, then I think we should look at it. And, th- and that's what we're doing. Again, this has got nothing to do with, you know, us saying we want to train guys individually at pro kick. Um, we just know that this is an opportunity where it's, it's, it's the right thing for us to do.
1: Sounds fantastic, mate. Can you tell us a little bit more about the day, how it'll work um, and what people who want to go along to the camp can expect?
0: Um, well, what's going to happen is um, from, from here on in, we're going to probably announce a few you know, things over the coming week when the coaches get used to um, you know, giving their information about, about who's coming and then we're going to, uh, I guess, feed that information on. But in essence, from what we can gather currently is... The coaches are here to coach. It's a skill session, so we'll have you know lineman coaches and linebackers and running backs coaches or you know, being able to pass on their technical stuff. so from from our point of view, unless we're told differently, we're going to have to um, you know, it's no real age limit, it's going to be open to to women. Yeah, you know, from the local uh, women's gridiron. So it's, it's, we want to make it a good day where everyone's there to learn and there'll be some guys who are academically eligible who can, who can, you know, try and get scouted.
1: Well, I think you're in for a pretty huge day uh, and we'll give out the details of that uh, shortly. But I just want to quickly turn your attention uh, to the recent draft and free agency period. Mate, you must have been pretty excited with seeing some of your guys get uh, picked up by NFL teams.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a real... Um, It's sort of what they've been aiming for for the last four years. And that's, you know, you're there to get your opportunity. I mean, it's been great for Australia all around to, you know, to have positional players. We've got a couple of punters in uh, in there. You know, Brad Craig, Lockie Edwards, you know, punters and kickers are are getting their chance. Tommy Hackett's at the Jets. And now we've got, um, you know, this hasn't been announced yet, but we've got, um, you know, Jamie Keane's going to be doing the mini camp at the Panthers. Uh,
2: we, are, we we thought he'd be picked up.
0: Yeah, so it, it, you know we're trying to we you know we're trying to just make sure everyone gets their chance. But really, once you go to college and you're you're seen by everyone, you know it's it's up to you to plant your flag and make sure that people want to pick you. But really, it, it is such a long journey for anyone trying to make it. It's uh, a process that's going to take you know one, two, three years. You know, look at look at the Tom Hornsey, you know, great talent, very good, capable puncher, um, needs an opportunity. And, and sometimes the opportunities aren't always there.
2: And how's your, how's your feelings with um, Tom Hackett and Lachlan Edwards both going to the Jets? That must uh, tear your heartstrings a little bit to see two of your boys having to compete with each other.
0: Well, look, from that's the nature of the game. And to be honest, in the next five years, this is going to become a common occurrence. And it's not... I think what people need to realise it's it's not a personal attack on anyone else if two Aussies go up against each other. The teams want the best players, and if it's two Aussies, well that's just it. And if you if you give, I guess any guys doing the you know, doing our program or, or go across there and get their opportunity at at college level, then yeah they've got to realize that this is this is now something that they're involved in and it doesn't matter whether you're up against another Australian or another American. you've just got to basically do your job and hopefully end up with a win at the end of the day
2: and the way Aussie punters are are invading the NFL at the moment you know in the next decade they'll probably all be competing with each other because they're just the superior kicker of the football
0: well you know what there's there's plenty of good u s guys and I, I've got no doubt that um, you know, there's been a little bit of a splash. I guess we've got to make a few more guys stick and, and make sure they've got, you know, longevity and, and start to become experienced punters. And then there might be a little bit of a change. But all it's going to do is it's going to make the US guys work harder. And if they work harder, we've got to work harder and not just think it's going to roll on. So really, if we make the punting position and kicking position, and even from, you know, skilled O line D line, if we can, if we can keep developing that talent it makes the game better and that's sort of what we're after from our point of view we just you know what it doesn't always need to be our guy but by crikey we're going to we're going to really make sure that we push everyone else to the limit and the, the cream rises to the top
1: yeah fantastic mate we know time is short we appreciate you coming on I just got one last question you've broken the Jamie Kean news any other signings or anything you want to drop on us before you go
0: uh, I won't but we want to spread these out a little bit but we've got three more all just right, waiting to go Right, that's absolutely
1: very exciting news just before you go if you want to let our listeners know where they can find out more information about the Michigan camp
0: well oh, look okay so it's um uh, if we get onto project Australia on Facebook or Twitter we're going to start posting some stuff out and when I get off my tail I'll put some stuff on our website and then we'll yeah we'll take it from there but look it'll it'll Feed in shortly with you know where to register and when to register by but as we start to get more information from coaches uh, that information will come out but um, you know, com or um, or get on our Facebook site and uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun looking at the pictures I think we'll post a few a few pictures of our last uh, trip in July where we went through Michigan and um, yeah I think people get a real kick out of it.
1: fantastic Nathan so thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it speak soon. We turn our attention now to all the Australians in the NFL, and we're going to start right where uh, Nathan Chapman left off for us. Jamie Keane looks like he'll find himself on a roster shortly with the Carolina Panthers.
2: Yeah, that's exciting news. We did say last week, and we were talking about it on the car ride-in, actually, that we thought he'd land somewhere because he's he's just had such a good college career and it'd be hard to think he won't. Not a bad spot to land if he, if it is the Panthers. They've only got two punters on their roster. One they signed in February. I'm just getting their names up right now. And one who wasn't on their roster last year. That is uh, Michael Pilati out of Tennessee, 23 years old, going into his second year in the NFL. And get ready for this, Swayze Walters. Awesome name. 28-year-old guy out of UAB. who's only in his second year as well. So there's no definite guy there. So if Jamie Keane slots himself in, I would say after a you know few days of mini camp, they've probably thought, okay, we need someone else here. I'm just thinking of what could have been happening. So he might be putting himself in with a good chance there. There's certainly no incumbent to compete with, and that's the hardest thing.
1: Yeah, the... You never want to be brought in as, as the camp leg against a guy who's been there for three years. That's the hardest um,
2: uh, guy to, Tom to, Horns, to get out. Ask Tom example. Horns. prime example. Tom All the talent in the world but couldn't get a goal because he couldn't beat out one of the best punters in the NFL. Yeah,
1: two years in a row he was with um, Dallas Cowboys, couldn't get out of camp. Samu and Hill up at um, Indianapolis last year. He, he hasn't been signed yet this year either. But he had the same problem. You know, up against a really good incumbent. Yeah, one of the best in the league. Their best,
2: yeah, and, undoubtedly. And he punted really well. Yeah, but you can't throw those guys out. If they've already had a year of tape and everyone knows who they are, it's very difficult. But hopefully that gets announced. Pretty um, breaking news by, by Chappie there. Good on you. But hopefully that gets announced in the next couple of days and he can go in there and win himself a job and we have another Australian starter. That would be, you know, hopefully three.
1: Moving across to New York Giants with Brad Wing. Played the year last year, looks pretty set. Um, I would imagine we'll see him make
2: the roster this year. Oh, oh. I don't. I don't like saying a hundred percent because you just never know if he, he could get hurt. You know, to touch wood, but anything like that. But he's as we said, he's the incumbent there. He's been outstanding. I haven't heard them sign anyone to be honest. So if he's the only, they'll definitely have a camp leg there. But I haven't. They certainly haven't signed anyone um notable. So I would say he's he's a definite second year starter there. I'm just he's the only guy, he's the only punter on their roster, so yeah, he's should Yeah, I think he'd get the job. He should get that job comfortably unless he stuffs up in camp.
1: Moving south to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Jordan Berry punter. Now they have brought in some competition they for do. him, Will Monday, punter out of Duke. He is a rookie. He was also on a lot of um, draft radars going into the draft. Uh, He obviously got out without being drafted. He was picked up as an undrafted free agent by the Steelers. Barry had a good season last year without being outstanding. He was Um, solid. This is a genuine camp battle, I think.
2: It's tough weather to punt in. Um, I think that people have to take that into account. When it gets cold, the football is a lot harder to kick. And if people don't know... Pittsburgh doesn't just get cold; it is freezing. So I think it's a difficult, you know, environment to punt in. I would say the balls in his court. If he goes in and punts as well as he did, I remember last preseason he was competing with Brad Wing, Brad Wing, yeah, and they ended up trading Brad Wing to the Giants because they were both NFL caliber starters. And the Giants at that point had Steve Weatherford on their on their roster, who they then cut, who yep. was a long time punter. So you know, this doesn't mean that. Brad's, um, that Jordan's gonna not get the job. He's certainly in the box seat, but it's a legitimate competition as all of them are, you know.
1: Staying with guys who played last year, moving over the San Francisco 49ers and Jared Haynes running back.
2: Sorry, what team does he play for? San Francisco Jared Haynes. Uh, The awful 49ers. I was in Sydney the other week and someone said, Have you seen the Jared Haynes over in in San Francisco? So I think you mean the 49ers. I said, No, 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 they've changed their team name. They're, They're the Jared Haynes. I've got this jersey, you see. Right now, there are uh, seven running backs. If you count the fullback
1: at the 49ers right now, you would think that Carlos Hyde, um, Mike Davis are probably leading the way in that competition battle.
2: Reggie Bush isn't still there, is he? No. No, he's gone. Now Uh,
1: you've got um, Sean Drone, Dewan Harris, Calvin Taylor as well, and the fullback Bruce Miller is there.
2: Dewan Harris is is a good running back. Now... They'll only keep four, max. Four. The Bruce Miller will stay because he's a huge part of that offense. Although it's Chip Kelly's offense now, so who knows whether the fullback will be a big part of that. However, I, I, I would I would predict him staying because he's been so good for them. Um, look, he'd want to have improved a lot because and this is going to sound harsh. Hype won't save him this year, and let's be honest. No one. Well, we certainly didn't think he'd make the roster last year. No. We were very happy for Jared that he that he did make the roster. Don't get us wrong, but he certainly wasn't the most talented player they could have been signing. There were a lot better running backs in the in in the market of free, in the free agent market at that point. Um, fortunately for him, a lot of hype got surrounded. He had the highest selling jersey during the preseason, um, thanks for all the Australians getting behind him, which again is fantastic. But. I don't think the hype, the hype will definitely not be there this year because no. it's, it's, he's he's run that race. So hopefully he's had enough time to really improve his game because the fumbling on kick return on punt returns and kick returns and the averaging, you know, 2 yards a carry, that won't get it done if there's nothing else surrounding him. So look, I don't think he'll make the roster, but I said this last season. So if he you could you have a big improvement
1: to put a percentage on it, what do you reckon chances is he makes the 53?
2: 20%.
1: Yeah, i got maybe a horrible maybe feeling it's that lower, low as well. Maybe
2: lower. And, it's, and this is not, nothing against him. I'm not saying I, I'm analysing him as I'd analyse any other player. Just because he's Australian, I'm not going to give a different analysis to him. There's Cowboys players on the Cowboys roster running backs there that aren't going to make the roster, and that's just the hard and cold facts of the NFL. Um, I just think if he hasn't improved, which let's be honest, what's he, 28 years old now? It's got to be something like that. At 28, he's not getting faster. He's certainly not getting – he might get more NFL strong, but that's about it. He's certainly not – if anything, he's getting slower. Yeah. And, you know, he might learn how to pass, protect a bit better and and that kind of stuff, but I I just don't see see him making the roster, to be perfectly honest. So time will tell. He might have a mass improvement. I know NFL.com had something on him today saying that he's going to improve, but, you know, words are nothing to me.
1: Fair enough. Turning our attention to some players that got drafted. Second round pick, 63 overall, Adam Gottsis out of Georgia Tech going to the Denver Broncos. I'd be pretty confident, to say a hundred percent, he'll make the roster.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's he's gonna walk on that roster. Um, interesting. I, I saw his he got his number announced. Ninety six. Ninety six. So that's the same as his college number, which is great. You know, it's good when a guy can keep his um, keep his college number in the pros. A lot of the skill positions can't because they all wear the single rules. digits, and you can't wear that in the NFL. Look, he's definitely gonna make that roster. I would say I'm not even going to give you a percentage on him making the roster. It's 100. uh, But I'm going to give you a percentage of him being a starter. And at this point, I'd say he's a 50-50 chance to be a starter. Malik Jackson left that defense, so they're trying to fill that void. He's an exceptional interior lineman. He's built exactly the same as Derek Wolfe. This is a guy who you know works hard. You've seen him work hard. He is going to make it there. If he can start, that is a huge, huge effort for him, and you know, hopefully he gets there. Look, we've we've been in contact with Adam. Hopefully, we'll have him on the show in the next couple of weeks. We'd love to, but good luck to him. I'd say he's definitely going to make the roster, no doubt about that. And he'll be competing for a starting spot. He'll certainly be a situational pass rusher. He will play a lot for Denver. Seventh-round pick, Lockie Edwards out of Sam Houston State, the punter.
1: We're going to do two-in-one here because yeah. they're battling for the same spot to the New York Jets, who also then signed undrafted free agent Tom Hackett, punter out of Utah. We talked about this with Chappie really quickly earlier. The one good thing to come out of this is we're almost certainly going to get another Australian into the NFL here. It's just a matter of which one it'll be.
2: Oh, look, one of them's going to be the starter. I'd be highly surprised if... They, unless they both struggle and they bring in another veteran, else, yeah. which is all. This is what people don't get in the NFL. It's always a possibility. Yeah, if
1: you're not getting it done, it's, it's see you later. They'll just get someone. Who it can. is.
2: It is. NFL is a lot like a like a building site. If you're not getting it done, they'll find another chippy to come and do it.
1: <laughs> That's exactly. Experienced that a few times. Yeah, I have. I'm, see you, James. I'm, I'm the
2: guy coming in to, to fix everyone else.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this is it, it's it's the nature of the beast, and that business is tough. I would say one of them will get there because they've both been incredibly successful punters. I would have thought that Tom would have got drafted and Lockie would have been the undrafted guy, but it's been the other way around. 7th round and undrafted, not a big difference. Um obviously they weren't sure they'd be able to get either of them as un- both of them as undrafted free agents, so they've drafted one and Tom Hackett was signed incredibly quickly within you know 15 minutes of the draft ending. He was signed one of the first guys to sign. So I would say there was I don't want to put Tom in any trouble, but there might have been a little bit of pre uh, pre finished draft finish negotiation there. It's interesting. Hopefully, what we get out of it is Jordan Berry and Brad Wing from last year, where they both excel, and then the Jets find another starting spot. You know, trade off to a team that doesn't have a punter. Hey, punters get injured. You know, a guy could hurt himself and someone needs to replace one at the last minute. That's the best case scenario. I would say at this point it's a, there's no leader in that race for me. They're a fifty fifty chance for one of them to make that roster. Yep. Heading
1: back out heading back out to the San Francisco forty nineers, with guard Blake Muir out of Baylor.
2: <laughs> Baylor. <laughs> 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 Look, this is this guy's a hard guy to find um information on. There's just not a lot on him. Um Look, he's an undrafted guard going into a Chip Kelly system. He's known for his power. He's probably a little bit undersized. You know, he's one point you know one hundred ninety-five centimeters, which isn't massive for a guard. One hundred thirty-four kilos, which I know sounds big, but for you know NFL players, it's not that big. So he's a little bit undersized. He's a powerful guy. He plays with a ton of effort. Look, it's going to be difficult for him. I'm feeling a little bit the same way with, with Jared Hayne. Hopefully, 100,000 people buy his jersey and help him make a roster, Because, and but it won't happen because he's not from the NRL and he doesn't have a bunch of Sydney morons following him around. He's from Sydney, though. Oh, well, he's from he, Sydney. He might so have you, a chance. You know, maybe, maybe there are some Sydney morons that will buy My
1: concern is they have 15 <laughs> O-linemen on the roster right now.
2: Same they got fast six, six tackles.
1: There's five that are listed as guards right now. Then there's another one, two, three, four, five, six that are just listed as linemen, Which one of which Blake is. It, it's an uphill battle. Being an undrafted free agent is not easy. You know, no. it's, it's by no means a ticket. Let's argue this because they go from 93 to, to 53. Do
2: you think he'll get to training camp? I hope so. I hope he does. That's what I'm hoping for. If you can get yourself into training camp. If you don't make the roster, at least you can experience the ride, experience the NFL, you know, play in one of the preseason games and get because the first cuts after training camp is until after the second preseason game, so you'll get to play one maybe two well, games
1: potentially because you and I both know there's still a lot of movement, a lot of
2: moving out a lot of, of adding camp, and
1: uh, sorry out of rookie mini camps which are happening yeah. last weekend and this weekend, getting out of that into that. First camp, and as everyone who's seen Hard Knocks, there's guys who report to camp, and before even the first day of practice, they're cut that night because something happens, and they have to make a roster move. Someone
2: gets injured, someone you know, you lose a cornerback on IR, so then you've got to fill a cornerback spot, and some, something's got to give.
1: Yep, and when there's a you know undrafted rookie free agent who they're all sitting at the bottom of that pile, and they say, okay, we've got to make a move here. We're probably set here. That's the person who goes. It's just brutal. It's a brutal business,
2: which is is it's tough. And as I said, I hope Blake can get to training camp so he can experience that. So then he understands. Because I would imagine I've never been cut from the NFL before, but I can imagine. Really? No, I haven't no. actually. I've been cut from a few other places, but never from the <laughs> NFL. I would uh, I would imagine that being cut from the NFL the first time would be a hard experience, uh, and you have to be pretty tough and to keep working at it because it is it's co- it's costly if you're not on a roster it's costly you know you you earn the big money when you get signed but for these undrafted guys they're earning peanuts and you know maybe a, you know a couple of grand a week which isn't bad but they're putting up you know they've got to find accommodation they've got to travel if you get cut all of a sudden you've got you know yeah you've just been paid 5 grand but you've got to buy flights what is is Blake going to fly back to Australia does he go and just train somewhere? Does he go back to Baylor? And this is why I think the colleges do such a great job. And, you know, we spoke to Hornsey, who was still in oh, Memphis. Memphis, sorry. Still in Memphis training and living there because they were helping him. And, like, that's the kind of support those guys need. Hopefully he can get to training camp. I would say him making the final roster, the percentage would be around 5% at yeah. this point.
1: Yeah. I hope makes it too, but I, I agree. It'll be somewhere down there. Um the next person who is on a roster right now, Brad Craddock, Cleveland Browns kicker out of Maryland. This is a genuine competition. This kicking um, kicker's job in the Browns. There's every chance he can win this. Who is their other kicker? I'm from? trying
2: to find it. I'm trying to find it too. I, I'm. I'm almost. I think their mind. kicker from last year is gone. I have a feeling that he's their only kicker, which would make it. A very not genuine competition. <laughs> They'd have to bring in someone else. Oh yeah, he, he's not going to be the only guy there. But I've got oh Travis Coons. Sorry, oh, that's a that's a rough name. <laughs> it's a rough enough name for a white kicker in the NFL. Um, I think he's definitely in a competition there. He was he drafted or so. Undrafted free agent. Okay, so he's he's not drafted so there's no commitment there for a long-term contract. There's no 4 year. Uh, people don't understand when you're drafted you go into an instant 4 year contract. Um first round get a first all first round get a fifth year option which has to be done before your fourth year starts. So it's be done at the end of your third year. Um I would say yeah, he's he's in the competition, so I would give his chance 50-50 with, with kickers. It's not a it's, it's good, it's good cut, camp and you're it is, in. it is cut or dry. If you kick better percentage than the other guy, you're in. They're not going to go, okay, this guy's kicking 90%, but this guy's kicking 70%, but he can kick a 60-yarder. They're going to go, we want the 90% guy because he's going to put points on the board every single time we ask him to. That is what a kicker is there for, to put points on the board. Like The Tampa Bay took one in the second round purely for that reason because they want points on the board whenever they can get them. He will have a tough job. He'll have a tough battle. Travis Coons is the incumbent, which is always difficult, as we said. But I would say they are on a 50-50 chance right now.
1: Certainly, according to the odds, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) A couple of others to talk about just before we get out of here. Um, Jesse Williams, unfortunately, still hasn't found his way onto a roster since uh, the bout with cancer. He's currently an undrafted free agent. A couple of other. Sorry, un- he's, undrafted undrafted. Oh, sorry. He's, he's currently a free, a free agent, agent. Un- 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 unrestricted, unrestricted free agent. Food. That's
2: what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, we'll just say it. I do feel for Jesse because I feel like Alabama didn't do the right thing by yeah, him. That, oh, I kind of get that feeling too. They really used him up. He played
1: hurt in that senior year. His and knees were all very well. dramas. He
2: he didn't play as well as he did in his junior year. But if he's, he'd come out then, I reckon his career would have been completely second, different. Yeah, second round pick probably. Now he went in the fifth because of injuries. I don't think Alabama did the right thing by him. Now, I'm sure if you ask him that question, I'd love to have him on and talk to him. I'm sure if you ask him that question, he probably disagrees and says that he wanted to play and all that stuff. And you know what? In the heat of the moment, that is what you want to do. You're a kid. You're playing at college. You're going on to try and win your third national championship. You want to play. But I think at some point, and it's a bit of a gripe of mine... Doctors and and schools and programs need to think of the person because this is a guy who could have had a successful NFL career from the way he played in college when he was healthy that now most likely won't due to the fact that they used and abused him, in my opinion. And then the cancer thing comes along, which is incredibly unlucky, and, and congratulations for him on beating that and recovering from that. But I just feel for him for what – I don't think Alabama did the right thing. And that's my gripe, and it happens way too often for my liking. Look at Alabama running backs. Why a lot of them don't work in the NFL Mm. is because they are busted. Trent Richardson's a prime example. 300 carries for two seasons in a row. It's not good.
1: Yeah, I really really hope someone gives him a chance.
2: Oh, me too. And you know what? It's early. He's a big – run stuffer. They, you can't just walk down the street and find a guy that's 6'4 and 160 kilos. You don't find them walking around. So hopefully someone gives him a shot if he can prove that he's, that he's healthy and his knee's right.
1: Yep, and then the last one on to touch on really quickly, Alex Keneal out of Wake Forest. Um, broke a bunch of NCAA records because he had to kick all the time. Um, unfortunately, they weren't very good, so he did a lot of punting. He's the only one left out of the seven who were in the draft this year who's currently not. On a roster, so we obviously wish him all the best and hope he finds his way, you know, onto a, so a many, camp battle somewhere. Just so many Aussie punters.
2: The other guy, is anything from Tom Hornsey, we, we should have asked. Um...
1: Uh, no, unfortunately, he hasn't been given an opportunity anywhere. Sam Owen Hill, who was on a roster last year, hasn't been given an opportunity, and unfortunately, Joel Wilkinson, um, former smart. AFL player, uh, was cut before they even got to Ricky. And, yeah, and,
2: and here is a prime example, Arizona. Drafted three cornerbacks or two cornerbacks in the draft, yep. and it's do we keep this guy? We have no idea if he can play, or do we keep two college kids that we? Sorry, do we drop drop a college kid that we know can play? Um, this is where it's difficult for those guys. Yep. They also
1: cut two other people just to get their roster down to ninety. Exactly. Two, of, another one was a, a cornerback as
2: well. Exactly. Um, so hopefully he can get himself picked up. You know, hopefully Tom Hornsy can too. Because the more Aussies we have in the NFL, the more exciting it is, in my opinion. Um, and saying that, you know, hopefully all the guys on the rosters keep them. Absolutely. Now, to
1: finish off the show today, exciting news. Well, first thing we need to announce, we'll be moving off Wednesdays onto Fridays. Um, while we're one week, mm-hmm. one show a week, then as we get closer to the season, we'll be switching to
2: two shows a week. Two shows a week. We've, SEN have given us the green light. They've said... With the nothing we pay you, you can use more time to And afford. if
1: anyone wants to sponsor us, feel free. Get in oh, contact with us on Twitter. Yeah, Absolutely. On sponsorship. Absolutely. sponsorship is. We will pump the F out of whatever you want us to pump up if you give this money to it.
2: What do you mean by F? Like EFF?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: No, no. i, I got to run the board. I don't know how to take beeps out yet, so no swearing.
2: Okay, no swearing. Sorry. I really wanted to drop <laughs> Um
1: So, obviously, that's really exciting for us. Come so on. Get drop, to the good news. Drop on a Friday night. Come but on. Stop screaming. Into I'll scream all you want, no.
2: Richard. It's my birthday. It is his birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow it is.
1: So, what we're doing is two shows a week, puts a little bit more strain on us. We are doing it in the evenings. So, what we want to do is add a third permanent member to the podcast. We asked Chris, he said, I'm going to be honest, guys, I know nothing about football.
2: I think, which I, which think I said, we already said, know, um, we're being polite. He said, You can have anyone but your cousin, J.A. <laughs> Don't laugh, Chris. It's freaking me. joke Everyone who's
1: listening at home doesn't get that.
2: So, <laughs> except for my for all those
1: people who are listening and say, you know what, I'd love to be on that show. That sounds like great fun. Especially
2: if you want to pay us.
1: Yeah, and mum,
2: that doesn't mean you. You can't be on the show.
1: So, what we want people to do is send an email to nflsenpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to register that and hopefully it's available. But if it's not... <laughs> We'll put we tweet something us. else out, or tweet at us that you want to be involved. We'll get in touch with you. We'll be asking for a short two-minute sec or take
2: on something. On something we'll give we give, you give you. something now. Just let people know that whatever they record becomes our intellectual property, and we oh, may yeah, use we'll that use as we see fit. Yeah. So be very careful what you record. Um, now I'm not saying we're going to make fun of anyone because we would not do that. But if, not not on the podcast. Not on the podcast. We'll do it in private. <laughs> but if uh, if you say something funny or do something funny, we will use it. But in saying that, if you do something funny, you've got a bit of a chance of getting on that third chair. Also, uh, we look very much forward to hearing from a lot of people. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. And you know. Male, female, old, young, we don't care. We want people to know NFL. No fanboys or fangirls, okay? I don't care if you're the biggest Jets fan in the world. We want people who know everything about other clubs as well. We don't want you coming on boasting about your own team. And I think, did we make the rule no no New England Patriots fans whatsoever? Yeah,
1: because that's why I wasn't. I <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, New England Patriots fans are fine. Yeah. They haven't got Tom Brady for four games, so we can hear their tears. I'm very excited for it, though.
1: So yeah, once again, Sen NFL Podcast at Gmail.com. <laughs> You're
2: just it as we talk. I'm
1: creating it now. Did so you get sh- it? So it should work. Or tweet at us. Um, as you know, what? Forget that. It's easier. Just tweet at Sen America or tag James and I in. If they stopped listening two minutes ago and they're trying to email us, well, they should have kept listening. Um, they might have been busy. They might have been on <laughs> a drive to
2: somewhere and they got to where they needed to go two minutes ago. We're and now going to be late run. because of you. And you want to run my board.
1: I can run the board, clearly. I can't talk. It's my problem. <laughs> that's, that's a way better idea. Hit us up on Twitter, at SEN America. Say you want to be involved, we'll get in touch. Send over a two-minute video or a two-minute soundbite on a take that we'll give you. Best one, we'll have you on. We really do need you to be available twice a week. It'll be Mondays. It'll be Fridays, especially in season. Um, Studios are in Richmond. If you want to be involved, just hit us up. And if you have any more questions, hit us up. That too.
2: And if you want to call, here's Richard's phone number. I don't want me to give you your phone number out. Okay, I won't do that. No one's going to call me.
1: (laughs) In closing, thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. You can follow SEN America at SEN America. Send us a message if you want to be our new co-host. Until next week, for James Arthur, for our producer Chris Tyler, for our special guest Nathan Chapman, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening.
0: For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around Sen, follow Sen America on Twitter at SCN America and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash America.
2: Richie's been again, and then he's going to get some anal.